0: Hey there, this is Molly, and you are listening to episode 54 of the Clean Food Dirty Girl podcast. So today, 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 I am talking with Amanda. She is from our community, and she's been doing our meal plans for a while now. Um, her story is pretty spectacular. She was, uh, diet well, you'll hear the whole thing in a moment, but she was in a nutshell, she was diagnosed with leukemia. And in, I think, 2017, she went through chemo and radiation and did a bunch of treatment and then opted to do something totally different. And she talks about what she did, her journey, what's been happening since, and uh, kind of her, yeah, her story. It's a, it's an incredible story. And she's really inspiring and I was really happy to talk with her. So that is what I'm going to share today. If you are interested in uh, reading any of the books that we kind of talk about or watching some documentaries about plant-based eating, I've added those to the show notes. So be sure to check that out if this conversation kind of leaves you wanting to learn more about this. If you want to try the, um, any of the meal plans that we offer and recipes, um, Amanda talks about her favorite meal plan, simple peanut love, one of our members' favorite favorite meal plans. You can sign up for a 10 day trial of plant fueled life and go in and make that and see for yourself what it's all about. So I'll link to the trial of plant fueled life also in the show notes. So one thing I want to say about this episode is that this is very much Amanda's story and her experience. Now, there's a lot of mixed feelings and mixed thoughts on treating cancer with diet. And I, in this episode, we don't go into the science behind it. I don't get into opinions about it. This is very much her story. And her experience. And that's just what I'm gonna keep it at. Um, I know that there are people who um, you know, and she did a mix of both. She did some treatment, she did some chemo and some radiation, and then she <clears throat> sort of tried something else. But I I just want to acknowledge that anybody who is going through cancer, has had a diagnosis, who's had a prognosis, um, it's such a personal choice. And I will never say one way is better than the other or this way is better than the other. That is such a personal choice and it's always up to the individual and what they want to do. So that is my official stance on it. So I, I share this with you not to convince you or to persuade you or not to, you know, argue for, um, you know, eating, you know, changing your diet, changing your lifestyle as a way to treat um cancer. Um I am doing this to to share Amanda's story because I think that it's that it's a really good story and that it's um it's a great story to share. So I wanted to get that out of the way right away and I and I hope that you enjoy this talk. I know I really really enjoyed um chatting with her. So, without any further ado, my loves, here is Amanda and me talking about her journey with cancer. Okay. So today here with us, I have Amanda and she is from our community. She's a badass. She's been around for a while and she has, she has things to share. So Amanda, thank you for being with us and for chatting with me. It's really lovely to see you again Thanks for having me. Yeah. So where do you want to start? I mean, you've, you've had quite a journey. And,
1: um, there's a lot to unpack. So where, where do you want to start? Um, I guess I could just start with, um, when I was diagnosed with cancer, uh, in 2017, I was diagnosed with, um, acute myeloid leukemia, which is something it's a, it's one of the ones that you don't really have time to make decisions. Like you can't, Um, say, oh, I want to try doing this, you know, alternative medicine way or try a diet or whatever. You kind of just, your choices are like, you know, chemo or die kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was kind of thrown into that. And um, I went through, ended up going through seven rounds of chemo and um, a bone marrow transplant Mm -hmm. and five rounds of radiation. Um, And I was at the very beginning of my journey, I started reading about diet and, um, and I was reading about being, being vegetarian or vegan, um, being plant-based. Uh, the book that I read originally actually was a lot more strict than what I started with. It was kind of like, um, really raw food only, mostly fruit, um, and juices and things like that. But I wasn't, Wanting to go that hardcore when I was in doing chemo because it was so hard to eat as it was, so I just kind of did. I just switched to vegan right away and started eating just vegan food, and um, it was just kind of the junk food stuff mostly. Like I just I wasn't eating any animal products, but I wasn't eating the healthy stuff. Um, And as my journey kind of progressed, it, it was like basically I was doing treatments for about three years straight. And, um, there was one point before I had, I was going to go in for a bone marrow transplant and I didn't want to, um, but my family really wanted me to. And, um, because the statistics, the doctors kept saying the statistics were saying that I was going to die if I didn't do this. So my family would, every time I would tell them, I don't want to do this, I want to try to do this, um, with food. I want to, I want to heal myself with food. Um, my family was very upset. They didn't want me to do that. and so. Eventually for them, I went through with the bone marrow transplant. um, And it was hard and it sucked, (laughs) but I got through it. Um, I did relapse one more time after the transplant. And that was when I had my, I I call it my worst chemo because it was my last chemo, but it almost killed me. Ended up in the ICU, Um, it was really hard on my body and I lost a whole bunch of weight. I was just like 97 pounds and 5'4", so that's pretty, that's like, I don't know, I was kind of like a skeleton. Um, and so after that, I, my doctor, after I got through that, my doctor said, I want you to be on this thing that she called, like I call forever chemo, where you're kind of just like on this chemo once a week forever until you die, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told her no. It was like, my body says no, I say no. My entire being was just screaming, no more, (laughs) you know. So I stopped um, chemo and I told her that I was going to go to California on this raw vegan retreat. And she was like, no, you can't do that. You have to stay here and do chemo. So I kind of fired my doctor (laughs) and I got a different doctor. And that doctor was really supportive of my trip. and I had two doctors at the time, one that I did my bone marrow transplant, the one that was here with, uh, they were in different places. So I had two doctors in different places. They were both supportive. And they said that as long as I got blood draws while I was there, they were fine with me going. So my husband, who is a was a big meat eater at the time, like he went with me and we did this three weeks straight of raw vegan food, no salt, no sugar, no oil, like very clean, organic food. And it was tough at first to get used to that kind of thing. Um, but after a week, I started feeling so much better. I was in a wheelchair at the time, and after about a week, I started to be able to move and walk without my wheelchair. Um, there was a lot of, uh, it was, wasn't was just food there, they also did like uh, mind and spirit kind of stuff as well. So we did a lot of some meditations and movement and things like that, sound healing. Um, and by the end of it, I was pretty much out of my wheelchair, I could move again. And um, I just, I felt like I had a purpose for life again, after all of that. And I felt I really felt like I was on this, like I had really detoxed from my chemo. And when I came back from that trip, I continued the raw vegan diet for a while. But it wasn't sustainable. It was, it was not only kind of boring at times, but it was very, um, it was very hard to get the good food made. It was like you had to a dehydrator and you had to uh like you know have all this pulp and make crackers all these different things to kind of keep it interesting and it was too much work so that was kind of around the time that I found you guys and I started to um to slowly kind of I started with the blog recipes and I really enjoyed those and then I um started i Eventually, it took, I think I was a part of the Facebook group for a year, but after a year or so, I I joined, and I started to batch, and it became my new thing, and I just loved the food, and it was just way more sustainable for me to continue to eat healthy, and I haven't, I have. I've now been in remission for four years, so that's just amazing to me that you know, this has done this for me. And not only that, but when I went vegan, I, I had um, before I had cancer, I'd also had IBS and um, acid reflux and just going vegan got rid of that completely. So like I had healed from IBS and um, and acid reflux and I believe cancer as well um, by doing this, by, having, by eating this way. Mm.
0: Wow, that's a really, really powerful story. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, wow. Where'd I even start? You know, I, I'm curious, what is the treatment center that you went to? Because I, I just know that people are going to be wondering about that. Do you mind sharing the name of it?
1: Oh yeah. Um, the, the Rob Egan
0: one, mm-hmm.
1: the Optimum Health Institute and okay. it's in kind of, I think it's right. It's right by San Diego. California.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Okay. So When you um, were first diagnosed, how old were you, just to give context?
1: Uh, I was 34, just about to turn 35.
0: Yeah, so you were young, really young. And so at that point, when you were given that diagnosis and kind of the prognosis of like chemo or, or die, like... I mean, I can't imagine that was a great day, Um, but I'm just wondering like how you got through that initial sort of like gut punch. I imagine.
1: Yeah. Um, it was, it was really a shock. Um, I I had been feeling, I had bruises all over my legs. I had been feeling really tired and having trouble breathing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got to the doctor the day I got diagnosed, I'd gone to the doctor and I just said, "You know, this has been going on for a while. My legs are all bruised. Like, you know, what's going on? I can't breathe." And so they're okay. Let's take some blood, and they did that and sent me home. And then we got a call from the on-call doctor saying, "Like, you need to go to the hospital right now. You uh, um your blood counts are all weird. Your you've got um your hemoglobin is low. Like everything was just off the charts and weird." And um, he's like we're worried about leukemia and when he said that I was like there's no way there's no way I have leukemia that's not real people don't get that <laughs> like mm-hmm. I just didn't believe that it could actually happen to me you know so we got to the the hospital and they let us in right away and they got me in and they started running all these tests and um they had to give me blood because I was my hemoglobin was so low and my platelets were so low um so they had to give me blood, and um the doctor came in the hematologist came in and said hey you know you have um leukemia and I was like is there any way that I don't (laughs) he's like no you do and he just sat Mm -hmm. there and stared at me and I didn't cry or anything because I was in complete shock and I think he was waiting for that reaction but Mm -hmm. I didn't give it to him Mm -hmm. um so eventually he finally went away and I went to the bathroom and I came back and I just gave my husband a hug and I'm like, this feels like a nightmare. Like, it just feels like I'm gonna wake up and this isn't gonna be real. Mm-hmm. But it was obviously real. And I think, you know, the next day when we started to get, like everything started to happen. Like they started to put in all the, the things that they needed to start the chemotherapy and all of that. Um, and I had to meet all these different doctors and it was just like a hustle and bustle. But every every single Piece of news I found, I just started crying. Mm-hmm. And I had all this this wonderful team of people around me. This nurse that just was amazing. And um, and I just loved her so much. And she she really helped me through a lot of it. But it just took it took some inner strength on my part. But like from the very beginning, uh, at least for the first round, <laughs> the second round, not so much, but the first round of chemo, I was like, I'm gonna get through this. Like I'm gonna be. I told all my family members, like, I'm going to be fine. Don't worry about me. I'm going to get through this. Mm. And I was just like very gung ho and sure of it, you know? So that was part of the thing is I I stayed very positive during this first round. And I just, I was just like, this is going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. And then the second round, the second round was very, was a little harder yeah. I was like, why, why am I relapsing? Like, why, what's going on? Why am I still getting sick? Yeah. Um, I, I still wasn't completely like depressed yet. Like I was still kind of was like, okay, one more round. I can do this. Like, but I, I was kind of like in that middle phase. And then as, as I kept having to have more chemo, like it just got harder and harder mm-hmm. to do, to deal with it, you know? So like I would, there was, uh, I think it was the final round where I was having a really hard time. I didn't want to talk to anybody like my first few rounds. I was like, I want people here all the time. I want to talk to people. I want to have friends and family around all the time. Mm-hmm. And that round, I just didn't want anyone around ever. I just, and if they did come, I wouldn't say anything. I would just sit there like a zombie. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I was basically zombie Amanda that entire round of chemo. So like, it's about a month time for each one. Mm-hmm. So like for a whole month, I was in that state of just like, so, so low depressed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm wondering, you know, like it took so much bravery and courage and it's like one of those things that just your whole world kind of turns upside down and we don't without ever expecting it. And, you know, people go through this, but I've heard that so many times, like, I can't believe this is happening to me. Like this might happen to other people, or is this even a thing that happens and being in such shock? And I think, you know, for a lot of people who switch the, you know, to change their lifestyle, to eat a healthy plant-based diet, or to, you know, make you know quit drinking, quit smoking, whatever. It's like, y- usually, from what I've seen, is that they have a health thing happen. It's not usually as like ger- like dramatic and traumatic as yours. So I like to talk to people, like tell me about the decision to, you know, kind of do this. And from what I'm hearing, from you is sort of like, it was just like a knowing that you want, like think your body wanted it mm-hmm. when, um, like, so was there any hesitation on your part to do this? Or was it a, a, like a transition for you or was it a fairly easy transition because you went to that treatment center and was kind of going through that detox period before you then did it on your own?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, cause I was I was vegan for a while while I was going to treatment, but like when I decided to do the raw vegan retreat, I just, it, it literally was kind of like a knowing or a calling. Like I, yeah. I felt like I had to do it and I was so happy that my husband was on board with it, you know, cause I think that was my only hesitation was that he was going to say oh, it's too much money or can't do it or whatever. But I think he was at that point so worried that I was going to die that he was like, we need to do everything that we can to like, get yeah. you to where you need to be yeah and so so yeah it just it was definitely a knowing and and having that I needed that kind of help of somebody to just make the food for me and like that was my only option I couldn't go to not, not that I ate McDonald's very, very often but I couldn't go to McDonald's and I couldn't go to like a vegan restaurant nearby because we didn't have um we didn't have a car with us so we if we did do that we had to kind of make an effort to do it so we just ate the food that was there provided for us and it was all really healthy plant-based foods and juices and Yeah.
0: So for people who are listening to this or watching this and they're not sure, they're like, wait, but you said that you were eating vegan before and then you were, and then you started eating healthier, who may may not know the difference between like a vegan diet and then more like a whole food plant-based diet, can you give us an example of the kinds of foods you were eating when you went vegan versus like kind of maybe when you were in the treatment center and then when you got out?
1: Yeah. So right when I started being vegan, I was eating all of the processed meat products, like the processed chicken nuggets and, um, like, uh, just microwavable vegan meals and things like that. Things that were easy to have in the hospital and just heat up. Um, and then, you know, at the hospital, they didn't have a lot of vegan options that were healthy. So it was like, um, I don't I don't even remember what they had, but it wasn't good. So, and you could have like a salad, but they didn't have dressing for you. So you could have, it was just like a plain salad. And that was just super boring for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just didn't do that. But So I was just basically, like, at the time, my family was just bringing me food from home. Yeah. Like they were either making me stuff or they were stuff from the grocery store that i could heat up at the, at the at the hospital and then when i um switched to when i decided to be that i needed it to be healthier i did that raw vegan retreat which was like literally all organic raw vegetables and fruits and raw vegetable and fruit juices and some nuts and or some not nuts they didn't do nuts there, but they did seeds so they had like seed crackers things like that and there was no sugar no oil um no salt at all in any of this. Um and uh then after that I just um I just realized that I felt so much better mm. being like this and I and just because I, I knew my body still needed a little bit more detoxing I tried to do the raw again for a while after yeah. that. I think we did it for like a couple of months or something before I was like okay I need to do something different. Um, and then I started to eat cooked food again.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but it was all after that I stuck with the whole food plant-based no oil like limited salt and no refined sugar yeah that's kind of what I've what I call my maintenance for cancer is kind of sticking with that like 80% of the time at least
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so less not so much the processed vegan food more like whole plant foods that are cooked into soups and salads and other like delicious deliciousness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that like I'm really glad that you brought that up and explained that because I think for for people who aren't maybe familiar with this way of eating, they think sort of okay, well I go plant-based and that means one thing. And it's like okay, going plant-based is there's like one way to do it and it's a spectrum just like everything is, you know. And yeah, there you have the the vegan way of eating that includes some like processed foods, and then there's, you know, the raw really raw organic way of eating. That's no cooked foods and just really, really, um, a little bit more strict, I guess. And then you have whole food plant-based, which is I think kind of in the middle of those two, but I think it's important to recognize that like, there's no wrong way to do it. Like none of those are wrong. They just serve different purposes for people at different times of their life is what I've kind of settled on. And there are times when you are first transitioning to this way of eating where those like faux meats can be really helpful. And then there are times, as you know, when you're really detoxing and really wanting to nourish your body to the, you know, to the best of your ability, doing something like very strict, raw, organic plant-based diet is amazing. And then for the maintenance, for the kind of all the time diet like whole food plant-based can be really good. So I'm Thank you for bringing that up because I think it's important to acknowledge that and kind of explain the difference and and realize that there's there's no wrong or right way to do it and there's no one way to do it either. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna get down off my soapbox now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So okay, let's talk about this. When you got so when you got back from the detox center, and you decided not to go on the forever chemo, was that? was that a hard decision to make? And if so, in what ways was it hard?
1: No, it wasn't hard at Mm. all because, um, it was probably the first time in my life that I understood what it meant to listen to my body Mm. and my body was saying no. And it wasn't just my body. It was everything. My whole being was saying, no, don't do this. And and so like, it wasn't even a question. I just immediately said, no, I'm not doing it. And she disagreed, which is why I had to let her go as my physician. Cause I just, it wasn't going to work. <laughs> I had to go with what my gut told me and that was it. So, you know, it wasn't hard at all to make that decision. That's so badass
0: because I think a lot of people, even if they have the instinct and that sort of intuition of saying no, there can be a lot of pressure from doctors, from family, from society to go a certain direction. And the fact that you were like, so clear on it, that seems like you were really in line with your integrity and you could just follow that. Yeah. So after you made that decision, so you haven't done that and you haven't. And so you've been in remission. Did you say for three, four, three years or four years?
1: I said four years. I think that's right. It might be three. I kind of keep getting it messed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. either three or four.
0: Okay. And so you do the like whole food plant-based like 80% of the time. You do batch cooking. I want to talk about um, the routine of batch cooking and what that... And maybe it didn't, maybe it did. I don't know. But for myself, batch cooking has always been something that's like a constant in my life. And that's very steady, even if there's things in my life that come up and that are hard like batch cooking is really grounding for me so i'm wondering if you had that same experience or not
1: i think it's kind of been on and off for me like i remember when i had energy to do all gourmet plans and do them every week without fail and then when the simple plans came out i was like oh my gosh they're so much easier and it was like a huge relief um and i still i'm still doing simple plans and i just started working for the first time in five years and so that's Mm -hmm. kind of thrown things out of the out of the loop again or whatever but i've Mm -hmm. kind of have to re re and figure out how to squeeze in batching again but batching like had become a very very regular thing i did it every single week no issue um and it was the thing that i love about it is that it made everything so much easier during the week and i just Mm -hmm. i always had these meals and they were always good and delicious and um You know, my husband said that he really enjoys the food that I make now. And he said that he like he supports because sometimes the grocery bill can be kind of expensive, especially with um, all the inflation and everything. But um, he supports what I do with it. So he really likes the food. And so that just really helped me to continue to do it because he liked it and he's eating the food with me. Right. Mm -hmm. So that made it easier as well. But I just, I also just needed to make it a priority for myself because when I have the the, the really good food batched in the fridge, that's what I'm going to eat, right? But when I don't, then it's like, okay, I'm going to go out to eat and not eat as healthy as I would if I would have had batched. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it it's like a little insurance policy that you create for yourself. Like I'm going to do this now and have it later. So yeah, I agree. So a lot some people like start this way of eating and change to a really healthy lifestyle and enjoy it and like it. And some people carry on with that. And then it's just their life and they don't think about it, they just do it, and that just becomes who they are and part of their routine. And some people start and then stop and then sort of eat the way that they were eating before. So I'm wondering like, did your diagnosis and your treatment and everything that you went through? Do you think that that is like one of the anchors that keeps you kind of doing it? Yeah, I do.
1: I do. and and sometimes I even will like I'll read another book about it just to like you know almost just reiterate you know to myself that i that I'm doing this for a reason. and i I want to stay healthy and feel healthy. and i hear I hear every day about um, my husband and I still with a lot of the support groups we were a part of during all of this. And we keep hearing about people like relapsing or having things happen. And I don't want that for myself. And I really believe that if I, if I keep feeding my body, the nourishment that it needs and you know, all of the good stuff versus mm-hmm. kind of the process things that have lots of chemicals and other toxins in them that my body can stay strong and fight off any cancer that might come up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that is your belief. You have that, 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 belief is that my belief. yeah yeah
1: well, that's definitely why I stick to
0: it, yeah, yeah. well, you have
1: you,
0: you know, I always talk about finding your why, like why do you want to do this? You know, and you have a really a pretty big why and a mm-hmm. pretty a, a why that you can really sounds like get behind. Do you ever get any pushback or anything from your your family, your friends, your coworkers, your you know community for for doing this?
1: Um, yeah. my family. I do definitely, um, you know, I, uh, it's not like anybody's mean to me about it, but they just don't eat the same way. And that's fine. Like, I'm not going to make anybody eat the same way that I eat. Um, but holidays can be a little stressful because I, I have to bring my own food, which is not a huge deal, but sometimes it's nice to just show up somewhere and not have to make, not have to bring it, you know, but I do it for myself and my own health. and. And that's, you know, that's just what I do. So I, I just kind of have accepted the fact that I bring my own food most of the time for holidays and that's really okay. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, it's a great point. Like sometimes that can be challenging and that can be hard. And then it's like, and sometimes that's okay like you, you've gone, you've done harder things <laughs> yeah, yeah. than bringing your own food to Thanksgiving, you know what I right. mean? <laughs> or whatever holiday, like you've been through much, much harder things. So I imagine that, that, yeah, I mean, it can be a, a challenge and if you have it, and that's why like having a really good why that you really believe and like, like, that's why it's so helpful. Cause during the times that it is challenging, it's like tapping back into that, but it, you know, it does take courage and it does take being brave. And I really commend you for committing to yourself and really doing this like for yourself and um and listening listening to your gut listening to your intuition and having integrity to follow through with that. You know, I think that's something that really needs to be applauded. So I I think that you're just kick ass basically. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were um if you were, okay, two things. One, um how often do you go do your like labs and your numbers? Um, three, every three months, every three months. And you have this, do you have this, that same doctor? So you kind of let your first doctor go or that one doctor go. And then you hired another doctor. You went with another doctor. Is that the same person you have been with for the, up until Uh, now?
1: She she left, she left, but I have it. I have a different doctor now. Okay. And are they supportive of your choices? Um, well, I guess I haven't really specifically talked to my current doctor about what I eat. Um, but she's very, she's very into alternative medicine. Like she, I was getting uh, these leg cramps from my, something called graft versus host disease. And she recommended a supplement uh, that I could try, which I never heard of before. And I was like, wow, I, I've never had a doctor offer something like that before you know, it's usually a pharmaceutical. So I was very surprised and it helped too. Mm -hmm. So I, I do really love her. I think that she would be supportive of it if I said, if I told her that I was eating this way and I had a nutritionist not too long ago, um, that had originally told me when I was getting my bone marrow transplant that she wanted me to eat meat. And I said, I was like, no, I can't, I can't, I won't, I won't eat meat. And, um, now the same nutritionist a few years later is telling me that she is very supportive of my mm-hmm. whole food plant based diet and she thinks it's great. And so that's just interesting. I think I think maybe she learned more about it or something recently. Yeah. So that's kind of cool actually.
0: Yeah, maybe she watched Forks Over Knives or or yeah. uh, you know <laughs> caught on to some Dr. Gregor or read some read some books. Um that's really interesting. I yeah, that's yeah, super interesting. So you you kind of mentioned that sometimes you read books to um, kind of remind yourself i'm I'm putting words into your mouth. You didn't say these exact words, but to kind of remind yourself and reaffirm like why you're doing this. And I think that's a really great thing to do um, for anybody listening. Like if you start out, kind of, okay, for whatever reason, you know, whatever your why is eating a whole food plant based diet. And if you've been doing it for a little while, and you feel yourself kind of like going back into old eating um, patterns and habits, I think reading those books, watching those documentaries can be a really powerful thing to like, oh, yeah, that's why I do this, you know, because we kind of like forget and we do our thing. And those books can be really good kind of tethers. Um, Do you have any
1: Favorite books that you've read or documentaries that you've watched? Um, no, I'm trying to remember what they're called. I really like I think it's called Vegucated. you heard mm-hmm. of that one? hmm I really like that one. I don't know why. I just kind of like how how it's how the whole thing goes and it's running with all these different people trying to trying a vegan life. And I don't know. It's just interesting. That one's good for me. I also like I like Forks Overnives. Mm-hmm. Um I'm liking on some of the other ones I've watched, but there's a book that I'm reading right now that's kind of like my, um, it's my recent one that I'm trying to get myself back into the groove again. But it's called, it's have you heard of Crispy Cancer? Yes, um, I know. Okay, yeah, I'm reading his book right now, and mm-hmm. it's got a lot of good tidbits in it, lots of scientific studies, and that really interests me too. Um, so I've been really enjoying reading that. Yeah, and yeah I don't know. I can't
0: think of anything else right now. Well, what I'll do is I'll get a little list together and put it in the show notes of the podcasts. And so, um we can kind of get that together for people who want who are interested in like learning more or revisiting some of this stuff as well. Huh. um so the other thing I was going to ask you about was that, okay, so if okay, so you you get lab numbers every three months, and so far, every time you've gone, it's been good, Yeah.
1: Yep, I just have a few issues yeah. with my uh, high triglycerides because of the yep. medication that I'm on. Yeah, but I'm finally able to taper that medication, so mm. hoping those numbers will start to go down. down yeah, yeah,
0: amazing. If you were to talk with somebody who is in a similar situation as yourself, maybe with cancer, maybe with with something else going on,
1: what what advice would you would you give them just from what you've been through in your own experience? Um, I think, I don't know. The first thing that's coming to me right now is just to like right away, figure out your reason, the reason that you want to live. That's, that's seriously the first thing I would say, because, um, that was like, that changed everything. As soon as I found my reason to continue living, I -hmm. was like, I Feel like that just shifted everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that's if, if someone is diagnosed with cancer, like make sure you have a really strong why of why you're surviving, and that will push you to the next step, which is you might have to make some very big life changes. Mm-hmm. But if you have your big why of why you're gonna live and why it's important for you to live, it's gonna be so much easier <laughs> to make those changes. Mm-hmm. Like for me it was really easy to change over to eating healthy, healthier and having, you know, going from raw, raw vegan to whole food plant based and sticking with it. It was easy because of I knew I had a why. I know why I'm here. I know that I'm meant to be here. And that that was the biggest shift for me. So.
0: Oh, you just gave me goosebumps all up and down my <laughs> arm. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's so so powerful. And how often do we do we stop? And okay, why do I want to be here? Right. Because so many of us were just so busy and doing even when, with a diagnosis. I know that going through this with my 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 sister, like when she was diagnosed with um breast cancer recurrence, like the amount of things that she had to do, she was so busy, mm-hmm. right? With like the paperwork and the scheduling and the appointments. It's like it can put you in just a tailspin. So taking a moment to pause and like figure out, yeah, like, why, why do you want to be here? I think that's, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share with us? Is there any, like any favorite recipes of yours or favorite meal plans of yours that, that you make over and over that are like comforting and that help you kind of like stick to this way of eating? I mean, I know that you, you're a plant field life member and I know that you get our, Our recipes and meal plans, but is there any of your like favorites you can tell people about?
1: Um, yeah, I really one of my all-time favorites is the simple peanut love meal plan. Mm, Yeah, um, it's easy to throw together, and I I feel like everything is just so super tasty in there. Um, and my husband really likes it too, so that's also a bonus. Um. And of course I'm liking in all the other ones. I like, I don't, <laughs> I really like Canadian harvest. That's what I like to make every fall. So mm-hmm. that, that's actually, I'm going to make that in November. So I'm excited.
0: And we just came <laughs> out with a simple one of that too. Like, yeah, wow,
1: I saw sweet. that. So
0: maybe you can try that out. Yeah. 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 Well, awesome. Well, if you think of any more email me and, um, I will put them in the, the, show notes as well, links to okay. those, but I know like on the spot, it's kind of, there's so many good ones. Yeah.
1: It's so I, much have a, I actually have a list in my phone. I can just send you that.
0: Yeah. Or you know what I did recently is I made a magic meal planner with all of my like top favorites. Oh, and I cool. just like categorized them with like soups, dressings, grains, casseroles, um, desserts, stuff like that. And I've been adding to that. That's been super fun. So awesome. I don't know. <laughs> you want to try it out, it's kind of good. Um, <laughs> okay, well, is there anything else? Are we good? Are we complete? I just, I'm so like, I really thank you for your time and for sharing this and for sharing your story. You know, I think that it's really important to to get this out there. And for whatever, you know, I mean, people can take from it different things and and maybe this this route is for people Maybe they do really want to try it maybe they're not open to trying it but in any event this is your experience this is your life and i think it's really powerful to to share your story so i really thank you
1: yeah i just want to say i i just know that i'm i'm here to assist people to heal themselves and um that's kind of what i eventually found as my Mm. purpose to be here and so That's why I continue doing this. That's why I want to keep staying here and, and living and living in my most healthy and best self. So.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. I think like, and what an example, you know, if you've been through this, then it seems almost like a natural extension that if you've been through it, there's no one better to help other people going through it than you. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And this is, and, and you're doing it even just by being here, even by talking to me, you know? So So thank you again. And, um, I, I wish you all the very, very best. And I think that you're kick-ass and thank you. Thank you, mom. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, you are going to love plant fueled life, our monthly membership, where we help you eat more plants and celebrate that beautiful human imperfection that we all have. You can try it out for free for 10 days by going to the show notes of this episode and clicking on free trial. You can also go to our website, cleanfooddirtygirl.com and clicking on the banner at the top of the website, uh, click on start free trial and that'll get you there too. Also, if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoyed or if you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a solid and rate and review it so that other people can find it as well? Okay. Thanks so much.